Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's show, we have Rocky Lalvani, who is the host of the Profit Answer Man podcast. Rocky serves as Chief Profitability Advisor for business owners. He teaches them how to ensure they get paid and they make profit a priority. Rocky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you here and have this conversation about profit, effortless profit, which ties back to money, which is one of my favorite topics. So this should be a fun conversation. How about you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners today? I'm Rocky Lalvani, and I am a profit-first professional. I work with small business owners to help ensure that they are always profitable, and then to be able to use that money to fund the life of their dreams, because I think your personal life, your business life, they all kind of merge together, and this isn't about profit over everything. This is about you being able to build a business that gives back and you can't give back if you don't have money. Oh, that's a good one. You can't give back if you don't have money. (laughs) So are you saying that everyone should have a business because I know you're tying them both together. So are you only speaking to business owners? No, I'm not saying that everyone should have a business. I, I will say that everyone should have multiple streams of income. I mean, let's face it. We just went through COVID, we're still going through COVID. Job security is not what it used to be, right? The world keeps changing. Technology keeps changing. I think people should build multiple streams of income, whether it be part of it can be a W-2 job. A lot of people do real estate. Some people have a side business or a side hustle, and some people just decide they want to do their own business. You've got to decide what's, what do you want out of life and what's most important to you? And then what are your skill sets and what do you do that's different than what everyone else does? And is there a market for that? And how do you want to do that market? It could be working for somebody or it could be doing your own thing. I, I don't think there's a one right answer. Oh, I totally agree. Multiple streams of income. And so earlier in my season one, I had an episode where I focused on multiple streams of income and why it's quote unquote sexy and why everyone should have some sort of backup plan or side hustle or something to deviate aside from that typical corporate income, because I've been in a position in my life where um, I've left the corporate world two times, one time voluntarily and the other time involuntarily went through a layoff at a very early age. And I was 24, 25 years old. And there's so many people in the world who probably have reached the age of 40, 50 and never been through that. And it's not fun. I can tell you from firsthand experience. And I remember at that particular time, I didn't have another source of income. I was only depending on the job. And so major life lesson learned. And from then on out, I've always had multiple streams of income. And I tell everyone, you have some sort of skill that you can put to use, no matter what you're doing, where you can funnel in this other source of income, whether if it's residual income, or if you're doing some consulting services, there's something, some bright idea lingering up there in your head. 
So very true. And <laughs> it gives you, it, well, it gives you freedom. So one is you, you know, if you're in a bad job situation or things change, it gives you the freedom to say, I'm out of here. Most people are trapped. And who wants to be trapped? Oh, definitely. <laughs> so Rocky, how did you get into entrepreneurship? I know for many of us, it's by, by default, but sometimes we may have someone in our life who influenced us. So what's your story when it comes to this particular journey? You, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I was very entrepreneurial. I was selling stuff, doing hustles, making money. And then I did what I was supposed to do. I went to college and I got out of college and I had entrepreneurial dreams, but I got a job and the job actually went well. So I was making good money and I was comfortable and good is the enemy of great. You get a little too comfortable and you just kind of continue down that path, which is what I did for years. And then sometime in my forties, I was like, what do I really want to do? Because I do this for money and I do it because it gives me time freedom, but it's not what I love. And I had built my, my path to wealth. Like I've been listening to all these financial guys for decades. So I had built my wealth and I was like, well, I actually have the freedom to do what I want. So what do I want to do? And as I was looking around, I realized most people are horrible with their finances. And so I started doing some financial coaching I went down, spent time with Dave Ramsey's group, becoming one of their, their certified coaches. And then I realized that although people want help with their money, most people want to become rich overnight. They don't want to do the hard work it takes to become wealthy over time. And as part of that, I also learned that business owners weren't looking at their financials. And I just literally banged my head against the wall. I'm like, how do you run a business and not look at your financials? And so I started to just explore that whole marketplace as an opportunity. I learned that most business owners aren't looking at their bookkeeping and they hate it. And I came to realize the reason they hate it is they're not accountants and they don't want to be. But it was a good market fit because unlike people, business owners are willing to spend more money to get the help they need to make change. And so it just kind of became that perfect fit. Hey, this is something that I'm really good at. I love spreadsheets. I've been using spreadsheets for like 40 years. I, I was working on the first spreadsheet that ever came out called VisiCalc back when PCs were just becoming the thing. So that's kind of my skill set. And I found an opportunity that could help people and derive value from what I could offer. Numbers tell me stories. So when I look at people's tax returns and finances, it tells me a story and I can see what they're doing and what their habits. Oh, definitely. And I'm a big numbers person as well. But I want to get into more of some of the things that entrepreneurs tend to look over when starting a business. And you just went into your particular journey. Can you remember any of those mistakes that you've made when you were first starting out being a business owner? So by the time I came to this business, I knew my numbers. And that really helped me to reverse engineer how I was going to build my business and the type of business I wanted. That's where I think most people struggle. 
they don't actually do the math of the business. They just say, hey, I'd like to offer this or do this in the world, but they don't take the time to do the math. Because I had had so many side businesses over the years, I had had enough experience with the math and understanding it. Now, I will say, like for real estate, I really struggled with the math over the years. And that's why it took me so long to get started on my real estate side businesses is because I didn't get the math. But once I figured that out, then I was willing to kind of plunge in and and start that role. So I think that's the big thing for everyone is once you kind of know what you want to do or what you want to get involved with, either you or someone you trust has to help you reverse engineer the math of how you're going to be profitable and also the math of how much time it's going to take to do what you want to do. You know, if you're working in a job, you only have so much extra time, especially if you're a parent. Like, is this possible in the time allotted? Is this possible with the money allotted? And I think those two things really go hand in hand. And a lot of people don't realize that they also need to value their time and put a dollar amount to that as well. Yes, that is so true. Entrepreneur mistakes. I remember a few years ago, I wrote a blog on this and finances is definitely at the top of the list. So many people, one, they don't have the knowledge, as you mentioned, and and then maybe two, they're not interested because no one wants to hear about accounting and finance. <laughs> Some people enjoy it, like maybe you and I, but it, it is it is definitely like one of the most like boring things to sit and listen about or even look at the spreadsheet all day. But, and I can speak from working in that world of, of dealing with spreadsheets all day. <laughs> but, so if you can imagine someone who has absolutely zero experience and they're like, what the heck am I doing here? So getting more into some of these startups and small business, there's a number that's going around from the SBA. It's a statistic and it's saying that one in five small businesses fail within the first two years. So I want to get into your thoughts of why these small businesses are failing. So there's a couple of reasons that small businesses fail in the beginning. Number one, they're undercapitalized right? They didn't have enough money to start the business. There are ways to start businesses without money, but you have to understand what's your business model. What is it going to cost you to start your business? And how much do you need to to get it started? So I think that's one of the big battles. Too often in the beginning, everyone's like, I need to build a website. I need to, I need to get business cards. I need to do this. And I got to tell you, None of that matters. The first thing you need to do is find a client willing to pay you. They don't care about all that stuff, right? And that kind of brings about the second biggest problem that most people encounter. They don't have a good market fit. What I mean by that is they don't have something of value to deliver that people are willing to pay for. And that was one of the biggest things because I was doing the personal financial stuff and I figured out that the model I was using, people weren't willing to pay for. Even though I could teach someone to be a millionaire in 10 years, people weren't willing to pay for that. They all wanted, I'll be a millionaire this weekend. And that wasn't my product fit. So I think it's understanding what is it that you're bringing a value to the world is it profitable? 
because if it's not profitable, you're going to struggle and you're not going to keep going. And I think the third thing is, are you doing it out of love and out of passion or are you doing it to make a buck? Because if you're doing it to make a buck after about 18 months of struggle, you're probably going to throw your hands up and go, this isn't worth it. And that's part of it. I don't think people just spend enough time up front thinking through and testing their business idea before they start. And they don't have enough cash or runway to get them where they need to be. And that's why, you know, having a side business is nice because you're still bringing home your money from work while you're testing this out on the side, which is what I did for years. Yes, absolutely. Rocky, I want you to talk more about the Profit First system and tell us more uh, what the system is and why our listeners should be more curious. So Profit First is a book by Mike Michalowicz. Mike Michalowicz is a serial entrepreneur and he essentially built a couple companies. One of them was a forensic accounting firm and they actually investigated Enron, high profile divorces, all that kind of stuff. He sold that business, walked away with his big payday of millions of dollars. And over the next two years, he literally blew every penny to the point that you talked about two years and out of business, two years out of business, they were coming for the keys to the house and the car. He goes, how did I screw up so badly? And so he really started to examine what are the things that we're told and how do we get it wrong? One of his ahas is we are given the wrong formula for profit. Your accountant, the tax people, they all say, even the MBAs, sales minus expenses equals profit. Well, where's profit in that? It's a leftover. It's an afterthought. Mike said, we've got the wrong equation. No wonder we're struggling. He said, it should be sales minus profit equals expenses. It's a mindset shift. And all money is about mindset, right? You know, we talked about it before. People don't like to, to look at the numbers. They think math is hard. It's that same concept. By flipping this equation, we build a business where we take profit first and we constrain our expenses, which is the same thing in personal finance, right? You get your paycheck, take your profit, save your money first, constrain your expenses. Business owners are people. They run their business like they like. They run their personal finances. We all spend too much. And that's what business owners do because they're told you got to spend money to make money. Well, that's all the salespeople telling them that. You don't really need to spend money to make money. There are ways to do it without. But just that whole mindset shift of, hey, I'm supposed to have a profitable company. I'm going to take profit first. I'm going to pay myself first, and I'm actually going to put money aside for taxes because when you own a business, you're responsible for the taxes. Nobody's taking it out of every paycheck, and that really freaks business owners out because the first time they know they're profitable is when they go see their accountant, and their accountant says, congratulations, you're profitable. You made X amount of money. Here's your tax bill, and the business owner goes, well, where is that money? And how am I supposed to afford that tax bill? And the accountants laugh and say, well, you spent your profit. And I guess you'll have to figure out where you're going to get the money to pay the tax bill because you forgot to save. You are so right because so many people 
they don't have that concept, that mindset to prepare for what's in store for their business financials. You said something that I hear people say all the time, you have to spend money to make money. But for someone who's not in that mindset of maybe this is all about the money or this is all about the profit, some people are getting into business because of their passion. And so they're thinking about money maybe in the long term, not the short term. So Rocky, talk to us about those people who who have that mindset of their passion over the profit, how they can shift their mindset into thinking that the profit can come first. So I truly believe you should do your passion, but let's be real. Are you starting a business or do you have a hobby? If you've got a hobby, go do your passion. Hobbies cost money. They are never profitable. If you're running a business, it needs to be profitable. And you need to cover these expenses. And I told you, people freak out at tax time. If you're going after it with passion, you forget to pay yourself. How are you going to live? Your spouse is going to start screaming at you going, hey, we got bills to pay. How do we do all of this? And what the profit first system is, it's it's nothing new. So you're familiar with the envelope system, right? People used to, in the old days, they'd get their pay and they'd have all these envelopes. One said rent, one said groceries. One might've said Christmas club. We used to actually save for Christmas time. One might say utilities and they'd put their money in their envelopes. And when it came time to pay the bills, they had them. Well, Profit First does the same thing for business owners, except instead of using envelopes, we use bank accounts because we don't want to have all these envelopes of cash sitting around. And what happens is, is all the money comes into the main account, and this is called our income account. And so you can look at your income account and you can see how much you've sold. And that's kind of exciting. Most business owners, you know, they're all about the vanity number, which is how much did I sell? But more importantly is the reality number, which is how much did you keep? And so then we have some bank accounts that are called profit. So we actually, as soon as we sell something, we take our profit and we put it in the profit account. It might be 5%, 10%, some small amount. Then we take money aside and we pay ourselves. Hey, this is your business. You should get paid first. You should be first in line. You put the effort, you took the risk. Let's stop putting everybody else in front of us, right? We need to have a strong foundation or we can't continue. Then we have another bank account that's called taxes. And we put our money in there to save for taxes. So when the tax bill comes, we don't freak out. And this one's very powerful. One of the biggest things that business owners have said to me is when they started saving for taxes, tax time was no longer scary. They could sleep at night. They knew they could handle that that call from their accountant that says, you've got a big check coming due. And then what's left over is our operating expenses. And we learn that this is all we can spend on our business. And if there's no money in our operating account, we learn very quickly that we are overspending and that we need to curtail our spending, just like personal spending. All those little things start adding up quickly and you need to kind of keep it in line. And constrain yourself. So what Profit First is really is a, a restraint system. It's based on Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law basically says a business or a person will use up all the time and resources allocated. So let's talk about kids, right? Your kids got a report due at school. They say, well, it's, it's due in three weeks. It'll take your kid three weeks to do it. But that's a total lie because they wasted the first 17 days goofing off 
and they get it all done at the end. Well, businesses are no different. You say, well, I'm starting this business. I need a website. They're going to come to you and say, well, what's your budget and what's your time frame? And if you tell them you've got $10,000 in two months to build a website, they'll take $10,000 in two months. But if you tell them, hey, I've got $1,000 to build a website and I need it done this weekend, they'll find you a solution to do it for $1,000 in this weekend. And that's just kind of the the constraint. So we all need constraints in our life. Otherwise, we, we get too loose with our money. And that's basically what Profit First does, is it constrains us with these time-proven principles. I like that word, constraint, because especially when we're talking about money, I typically tend to push people to save more money. And that's a really good word to use when you're discussing how much money you even have to save or spend. Rocky, you've been a great guest and you seem very knowledgeable on topics related to finance and business. I want to ask you as far as who's been most influential to you in these particular areas. So there's a book that I read that I absolutely love and I refer to it all the time. And it's called The Road Less Stupid, Advice from the Chairman of the Board. And literally the first question in this book is, if you could unwind three financial mistakes you made, how much more money would you have? And for me, it would be millions of dollars. Like, that's how big the mistakes I've made are. And in spite of those big mistakes, I've still been successful. And and the whole premise of Keith Cunningham is we need to think. You need to take time to breathe and think, what is it that we want? How are we going to get there? What are we going to measure? And this applies to your personal life and to your business life. Like, what do you want out of life? What do I want out of my business? And then thinking through the numbers. How much do I need to live on? How much does my business need to generate for me? And then looking at the marketplace and and he's, you know, he talks about thinking about the marketplace and what do they want and how do you serve them? So that book and, and his work is, is quite influential in just making you take a moment to think. Awesome. Now, Rocky, I love this part of the podcast because this is where I get to ask my guests my famous question. So related to the things that I do as a financial educator and business strategist, I have this phrase that goes along with my brand and it is balling on a budget. I'm sure you've probably heard of it. It's a, it's a term that's been out for a very long time. And most recently, I've even seen it in a Burger King commercial. So I would like to ask you your own personal definition of balling on a budget. Balling on a budget. I got to tell you something. Budgets are like diets. Everybody hates them. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So, you know what I prefer to tell people is look at where your cash is flowing and then ask yourself, is my cash flowing where I want it to flow? And if it's not, start making changes to where it's flowing. And part of where it should be flowing is to build wealth. So if your goal is to build wealth, is any of your cash flowing to wealth building? And 
people tend to spend money without thinking. And if once they start to look at what they're doing, they realize that a lot of the money they're spending, they totally forgot about, and it's not even going where they want it to go. So let's not constrain ourselves with budgets. Let's look at our cash flow and see where our money's flowing and ask yourself that simple question. Is that money flowing over there making me the happiest? Or could I put it somewhere else to make me happier? And if you want to build wealth, which I say everyone should because it gives you freedom, is any of your money flowing to your wealth? Oh, I like it. Great definition. And so Rocky, I've enjoyed the conversation. I know we can go into so much more detail. We'll definitely have to have you back on as a guest in the future. But for people who are listening and who've really been intrigued by some of the things that you've been saying, where can they find you online? So the best place to find me, if you're a business owner, is at profitcomesfirst.com. And if you're intrigued about the book, on the website, there's a place to get two free chapters. It'll lay out the, the principles of the book, and you can decide if it's something you want to then go buy. I don't make any money off the book. I also have a podcast for business owners, and it's called Profit Answer Man. And on that podcast, I, I literally teach in basic terms how to be profitable as a business owner and how to make these choices. We, we, we stop making math hard. And we stop making money a, a something evil. We, we make it something that's fun and flowing. If you're not in business and you just want to live the ultimate life, check out richersoul.com. That's where we just talk about how do you build your ultimate life. Nice. Love it. And do you have any last words for the listeners today? I do. A lot of this is overwhelming. I don't care if you're a business owner or you're an employee. I want you to start saving 1% of your income. That's it. You won't miss a dollar out of 100. If you're an employee and you got a 401k, you know, start with 1%. If you're a business owner, open up a bank account, start with 1% of your revenue. In three months from now, I just want you to look at it and go, hmm, that's not so bad. And then double it. Do 2%. You won't miss that next dollar and keep doing that because over three, four, five years, you will end up with a massive, massive wealth building machine. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss RMBA. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.